You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for the final day of the trading week, so it's time for the opening, a slightly later opening than normal. And with me is Petri riddling from Herenia Capital Advisors in Johannesburg. I have to say, it's probably going to be one of our shorter opening chats, Petri, because there's nothing going on. Yeah, it's been a it's been a relatively quiet um, week, actually. Uh, I think the the most sort of interesting thing that happened in the last twenty four hours or in the last twelve hours since we closed and opened is, um, you know, we're seeing record numbers of cases, COVID cases in the U.S. and sixty five thousand. Yeah, in one um, day. That's intense. I guess that's the result of uh, lots and lots of young people. Also, what's interesting is the the median age of the uh, you know afflicted um, has come down drastically. And that's on the back of obviously a lot of the social sort of uh, demonstrations and stuff that happened where younger people were uh, able to spread the virus amongst themselves. So, yeah, so this second wave fear is um, is quite a driver. So we had quite a weak sort of Asian session uh, this morning with uh, China being down somewhere around 2%, Hang Seng, CSI 300 down 2% and 1.8, respectively 10 cent down around 2.5%. So that's bringing in a bit of weakness yeah. um, into our market to end the week off, which is a bit, uh, I don't know, it's been a relatively wishy-washy week, if I can put it that way. It's been um, flip, flipping and flopping. I mean, the JSC's been been pretty pretty good because of resources, uh, stocks, and notably golds and PGMs. But the S&P seems to be stuck in a range, and it's like a game of ping pong there. I mean, I just noticed in what seems to be thin conditions to me, the S&P, when, uh, when I first started to chat to you off air, the S&P was only down a, a fraction, and then suddenly it was down half a percent, and now it's only down a quarter of a percent. So it's, it doesn't really know what to do. But politics also starting to become quite a factor, and I just just wonder whether the Donald Trump poll performance, in other words, not doing very well against Biden, I wonder if that's going to affect the market because obviously Wall Street loves him because of tax cuts. Yeah, so something that was uh, evident yesterday was how much equities, at least, um, love Trump, right? Yes, so exactly. when that news broke that um, the you, you, Donald Trump's tax returns and, and, and uh, these sort of tax information would be made public, uh, the S&P took a dive, a really hard dive. And then uh, a little while later, there was some news that came out that said, well, look, no, the high court is pushing it down to to lower order courts because it's really not, uh, you know, any of their business and it's a waste of their time. So it obviously buys time for Trump. Um, and that is sort of when the market bottomed and started recovering a little bit in the US. So it was still a red session, but definitely more than halfway off the lows. Um, and that was basically just the market reacting to whether or not you know Trump's uh, tax returns are going to be made public or not yes and I don't um, well so the, the fact that, that they haven't been made public means that he's got something to hide there's, and there's only two explanations I can come up with one it will show that he, he's not a billionaire or, right. or two there's some uh, dodgy dealings been going on for a few years but it is it, it does look as though it's going to happen but not before the election that's for sure yeah, and so this kind of shows that anything that's bad for Trump is bad for the for the market, uh, which is, I suppose, sad in a in a whole different way. But um, yeah, this it's a you know it makes sense. The better the better Biden does, the worse the uh, in the sort of polls, the worse the the S and P will probably perform. Yes, I think so, especially as it gets closer, because it's only now it's just less than four months until that uh, election. 
Uh, November the 3rd, I think it is. Let's have a look at the spot markets now. I've got the dollar end. Uh, it's had a good week, let's face it. Um, it's off its highs, but only just. Uh, 16.88 against the US dollar. The British pound against the rand is 21.25. The euro rand is 19.04, and the euro dollar is 112.80, which is a slightly weaker euro. Last night in the United States of America, the Dow Jones took a bit of a knock. It was down 1.4%, or 360 points, to 25,700 and change. S&P was down half a percent. The Nasdaq, of course, doesn't care about all that, all those old school no. stocks. Just <laughs> rallied by another two thirds of a percent. Dow Jones futures down a third at the moment. S and P futures down uh, down about a quarter, but nothing much there. The gold price is holding on to eighteen hundred, but it didn't like. Um, I think it was eighteen twenty at one stage this week. It's now eighteen oh two, down a buck and a half. Uh, the platinum price is eight thirty seven. Have you got palladium for me, please? Peter? Palladium is nineteen fifty two, one thousand nine hundred fifty two dollars. Okay, and what is that up or down? Uh, that's up around 30 basis points, but uh, down from where it was yesterday. So the highs were um, 1960 earlier today, mm-hmm. currently 1952. So uh, it was almost $2,000 or just around $2,000, I think, on Wednesday. Mm. Uh, so it's down quite a bit from, from then, but uh, it is slightly higher now, about a quarter percent higher. Um, at this stage. Okay. West Texas Intermediate Crude is down one and a third percent to $39.09 per barrel. Brent Crude is down 1.1% to $41.89. And the South African 10-year bond is um, doing well, actually. It was yesterday, actually, the last couple of days, it's been flirting with 970. It's now 963.5. So the yield falling, uh, the bond market um, itself rising because of the inverse relationship between the two. What else have we got? Any stocks in the news this morning? I mean, you mentioned you mentioned 10 cents. Uh, you mentioned the weaker Far East markets. Anything else on the radar? Gyms are starting to open throughout the UK and other places in the world. So That's right. maybe an interesting look at, um, uh, you know, the Virgin Active franchise and, uh, you know, Brait, basically. Mm. Um, so wondering whether or not there's going to be uh, sort of any kind of positivity coming in for that as their businesses come back online. So kind of eyeing this four rand level, anything above that we think could be relatively bullish um but other than that nothing, nothing nothing really i suppose we should definitely talk about the gold stocks because they have had an absolute smasher of a week um they surely must be due a sell-off quite soon they must be i mean if you look at harmony i think it's had a 20 percent week to the upside hasn't it yeah actually let me measure this so where did we while you're start? doing so i'll yeah. just give you the while you're doing the gold thing i'll give you the top five major moves that i've got uh, i've got northern platinum up 2.3 harmony up another two and a quarter percent pan-african resources up nearly two and transaction capital up 1.7 on the downside car track for some reason is getting um getting a bit of stick 11 and a half percent weaker hammerson down 3.4 percent life healthcare a 2.8 percent loser and mtn is in the red to the tune of 2.4 percent but tell me about harmony because that's been the one that really has caught the eye yeah so harmony i guess if you have a look at their cost to well from a profitability perspective they're making a ton of money at this stage right um the problem is that and this is why there's a little bit of concern because Harmony's really performed a lot better than a lot of the other gold stocks, you know, in comparison to Anglo Gold or Goldfield yes. um, or, or DRD, for example. Harmony, quite rightly, up 22% for the week, mm. <laughs> like as it is as where it's trading at the moment. So that's astonishing. Um, it's amazing. I mean, it's basically doubled in three weeks, which is not something you see every day, right? Uh-huh. Um, and the concern is just that, you know, their, their assets are somewhat older. Uh, and deeper and more difficult and more expensive uh, to mine. So if the gold price does retreat a little bit, they will probably get hurt a lot more than the others. But 
Um, because of, uh, you know, sort of just the way that the company's geared, it's really sort of run very, very hard as it benefits very, very nicely off the, the higher gold price. Um, there's been some concern, obviously, around, well, retail is now getting involved. Um, you know, when everybody starts talking about, you know, when your barber, well, not that I've seen a barber in months, but, but you know, when Main Street starts really getting very excited about something, potentially smart money is starting to get out, right? Uh, yesterday's candle was very, very concerning because at one point the stock was up 9.7%. It was the highest that I saw. I, I don't know if it went any higher than that, but it was above 104 rand a share. Yeah. Um, and then it actually managed to end the day uh, slightly down from that. Um, not down by much, down by I think it was about a quarter of a percent or whatever the case is. So that was a massive swing. And then this morning, um, it just sort of charges out the blocks again, back to 97.71 uh, at the moment. So... I don't know. It's been it's been really really hectic. I think that there is obviously um, a, quite a strong case to be made for the for some of these gold stocks. Um, I think you know maybe the market got a little bit excited about about harmony, but at the same time we did see that uh, Main Street outwitted the professionals, if you will, when it came to Sassel and all those things. So I'm not saying that us as the professionals saying Harmony's overcooked. Yeah, maybe m maybe the retail traders have it right again. That's very possible because if I look at stuff like Goldfields and Anglo Gold, um, I do see that, uh, you know, there is still room for um, for quite a bit of upside. It's actually a conversation I was having with Simon Brown yesterday yes. about the J150 index. Um, and this thing has broken out multi, multi years. I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's over a decade or whatever the case is that it's been forming a um, sort of a consolidation that it's been in a 10 year consolidation and it is now finally broken that consolidation. Um, and that, that looks like it could, um, you know, the target for that is uh, 6,450 ish, which is a mighty, it's another 1,200 points higher from here. Right. Mm. Um, and if that does sort of come to play out, then there's still plenty of upside in the likes of these uh, gold miners. The question really is around, has Harmony overcooked it? Does it slow down or does it lead the charge as it has been up till now? We shall have to see, but uh, we do know that as soon as we get excited about gold shares, history dictates that, of course, that then they kick you in the teeth. Anyway, give us the, um, <laughs> it's one and a quarter hours into the session, so it's not really the opening, but give us the, the opening numbers, if you would, of the JSC indices that you follow. All righty. So not such a great day today. The Aussie or the top 40 index down at nine tenths of 1%, resource 20 index down a quarter of a percent, industrial 25 down 1.4%. Uh, financial 15 down 0.7%. Uh, gold mining, no surprises, up two thirds of a percent. Platinum mining pretty much unchanged, just down around one tenth of 1%. Uh, and then general retailers down just over half. So not a great start. I think, you know, we're seeing the same thing um, as we have been. The re what is interesting though is the banks are trading a lot better today than they have been mm. uh, during the sort of the rest of the week. But for the most part, it's more of the same, really. The local stuff's really struggling, and the gold miners and the precious metal stuff are really doing well. Very good indeed. Thanks so much for your time, Petri Riedling Hayes. Petri is from Herenia Capital Advisors, and that was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy, position, 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.